On this episode, Dude, Brett, and Tyler get together to drink some single barrels and discuss Tyler's latest travels to Kentucky and Michigan. Find out what they have and how they rank them on this episode of The Bourbon Hunters. But before we get started, do you want to support our podcast? Do you like bourbon gear? Visit our website at www.bourbonhunters.com to buy some of our custom bourbon gear and support the podcast. Thank you for taking time out of your day to join us on our hunt for great bourbon. Reward yourself and sit back, grab a pour, kick up your feet, and enjoy. Welcome to another episode of the Bourbon Hunters. I'm Dude Cole. I'm joined by Brett Ryan and Tyler Schaefer. <laughs> yeah, Dramatic pause. Already on his phone, distracted, and we haven't even started yet. That's the best part. And and he looks up at me with a smile on his face. Tyler Schaefer. <laughs> and he was already in his phone. All right. Uh, today we've got a little bit of a hodgepodge. We've got the we got the fam back together again. So we're gonna just kind of catch up, drink a hodgepodge of stuff, and uh, compare. To some different things. So today we've got a single barrel that Tyler found at the Four Roses Distillery. It's a single barrel barrel strength. Super pumped for and that. And it's OBSF. And uh, then we also have a Russell's Reserve Camp Nelson F? B. B. Camp Nelson boy. B. Um, that Tyler found for Brett at Justin's House of Bourbon. And then today we also received a sample bottle from Old Elk of their latest cigar cut. Um, so that'll be what we finish with. But in the meantime, we're also going to use our little tasting kit from Four Roses to compare to Tyler's uh, single barrel barrel strength. Do you want to start with that? We'll do. Uh, what are the, what's the Russell's one fourteen or one? Yeah, one fourteen. They're all like one. Is there are they all one thirteen or one fourteen? One ten. I'm sorry. So that's that's higher than the yours is what one oh eight. And then I think these are all we're all 107, right? No, I thought they were all 100. Aren't they all 50? Mm, maybe I'm maybe, misremembering. Maybe. I can't read that because it's too small. It's I think it says 100 proof from all the way back here. Right there. What's that say? 104. Okay, 104. So it's close. So they'll actually be pretty close. Yeah. And so and let's, then we'll finish with the old elk. So yeah. That's a finished um, bourbon anyway. Yeah, let's start with the, the, the four, four roses. roses. All right. So the the barrel start strength with, or the – this one. I was going to say, I was going to yeah. tasting kit too. Yeah, then, yeah. Um, all right, give me your glasses, guys. So, uh, Tyler, what I, mean, I kind of mentioned a little bit of what you've been up to, but what have you been up to? Uh, let's see. Since I was last on, um, I'll just talk about my, my trip to Kentucky. It was a little bit of a mid midweek trip. Um, Jillian was flying back from a uh, a work trip. Um, she flew into Lexington. She has a a work friend that lives in, in Lexington and has a um, Lexington's a great city yeah, by the way. An esthetician. It's a good college um, town. Yeah, I think business there. So I drove down, um, dropped the kids off, drove down, and went immediately to Buffalo Trace, and I got there maybe. 12-ish, and they had they had Blands. That's amazing they had it that um, late in the day still. Yeah, and they had a ton of it. They were still bringing it out, still bringing it out. Um, a couple of cool things. Um, I don't know if they did this or the uh, – I'll keep going. 
Um, I forgot which letter that I was still missing, and I think I grabbed the right one. Nice. So that's nice. I still haven't looked, but I had one duplicate, which now I my brother has never had a bottle, so I'll, I'm just going to give him a bottle for his wedding. Um, I have like three of the in with a colon on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, so from there, um, I went upstairs and, and, and Buffalo Trace has something new that I, I don't really know the point of it, um, but you can schedule a tasting up in the rooms, yeah. right, upstairs. And from the bottles that I saw that were out, um, they were doing, um, I think Buffalo Trace, Eagle Rare, Blanton's, um, I don't know if they were doing Sazerac, I can't remember, but, uh, and then, uh, Wheatley Vodka, which they always do. What about the bourbon cream? I'm the... sure. I'm yeah. sure. Um, I just don't know if they were doing the Sazerac. So. Well, I've seen it a few times where it's been one of the higher end things. I've never seen Blanton's on there. Yes. It's usually Buffalo Trace and, and, uh, Eagle, Eagle Rare. Rare. Yeah. And then when I see something in addition to that, generally it's like Weller, uh, William yeah. LaRue Weller. Oh, wow. Or uh, what was it the day we went? Um, E.H. Taylor. E.H. Taylor, oh, yeah. yeah. So I've seen E.H. Taylor there. I've never seen Blanton's. That doesn't mean that sure. they didn't do it or anything, but I just said never seen it. So so I go upstairs, and they have um, a couple of bars upstairs now. Yeah. Just not in rooms. Well, they were there before. like back. Maybe groups. But you remember when you first used to go up there before they expanded that big, long yeah. area, and then the rooms are off to the right as yeah. you're looking back? Before that, around in a like circular fashion, there was bars, and you see it in the neat uh, documentary when, yeah. when Eddie or Eddie, maybe they're the Freddy's, same when Freddie's doing his thing. Maybe they're the same ones that were there. But I don't, I don't know. I had to wait in about a five minute line. Um, awful. Yeah. Do they do a little dog they, and pony, or do they just pour it out and let you taste it? Well, so they scan, and you can only do either the bar or you can go the and do taste your taste of trace. So we go up there, and it was like. Um, they had mentioned that it was basically their rye heavy mash bill. I don't know if that was planned, but they did the Wheatley Vodka, they did Buffalo Trace, they did um, Blanton's, and then they did Sazerac. And then from there, they also did the um, the Root Beer Float. So, so you, did, you didn't get Eagle Rare? No. So you have Blanton's, Buffalo Trace, Sazerac Rye, and then the Bourbon Cream? Correct. And the Wheatley was first. Oh, Sorry. Yeah, yeah. They, they generally start with that. And idea. it was like, she talked about them for like two seconds as she's pouring it out, but it was like, boom, 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 five minutes and you're done. Yeah. And you can just walk away. There's no like anything else. I, I honestly, I didn't think that it was really anything different than- well, So I could see the difference being if you wanted to start your experience by just tasting a few things. Sure. The taste of trace, you get a little bit of information. They give you some his yeah. some mm -hmm. history, what it takes to be a bourbon, that kind of shit that every place gives. So that's kind of neat if you have a almost like an yeah. express way to do a tasting. Yeah, and then maybe go downstairs and buy something. Yeah. Maybe that's what I thought it was. Um, Did like, they have Sazerac downstairs when you were there yeah. that day yep. to buy? Yeah. So they had Sazerac and blends. Maybe it's based off of what's Whatever available they downstairs. Have to, yeah, because when point. I came... Yeah, when I came back the next day, I did not look what was upstairs. Oh, uh, that would have yeah. been interesting to see. And what did they have the next day there? Weller Special, Weller Special Reserve. I was like, I was like, damn, I, this is the one thing I hope that they didn't have. And I honestly, so Jillian, <laughs> Jillian came with me that time, and and I was like, you know, trying to show her, and I'm like, oh, don't you love the smell of this place? She's like, no. no. <laughs> she's like, Trina loves it. Yeah, and I'm like, it's. I'm, she's like, I don't like the smell of bourbon. I'm like, it doesn't smell like bourbon. It smells yeah, like a freaking bakery. Like a bakery. She's like, yeah. Mm, 
Don't like, like a rye, it. like a rye exactly. heavy sourdough type mm-hmm. of yeah. bakery. Yeah. So she didn't like it. Um, yeah, Trina and, and I we, both. We walked that. in there, and, and so I was like, "Fuck!" And she, so she's like, "Oh, you're not gonna actually get anything now." And I'm like, "No, bummer." But I ended up getting a um, a Kenzie Dram, um, and then also I got a uh, just a single root beer. I was like, "That that sounds the Freddy's root beer." Good. Yeah, I love the Freddy's root beer. Yeah. I just like root beer in general. Yeah. I know, we, I know we were know we were in uh, a little bit of a rush to get back, so I didn't really want to like take a bunch of time. Yeah. Um, but that was on the last day. Now, now, so from Buffalo Trace on the first day, I went down to uh, Woodford. Their their times online said they opened up at yeah, at one o'clock, and they had been open since nine. And so they had their Sonoma uh, triple finished uh, master distiller uh, collection. And it released um, that day, actually, by yes. email. I sent you the yeah. email about that. Yeah, yeah, we had talked. It was funny. Um, because in years past, they had always released the email, like, a week uh, upcoming, of like, you know. And mm-hmm. remember when we went down, we went to the burger place, and then, then we got, we, we went to Woodford. They didn't have it yet. They were yeah. like, yeah, we were expecting it today, but it didn't come out. We drove to Bardstown, got the email, and drove all the way back. So the email literally came in that morning, and I was like, fuck yes. <laughs> now, it was a higher price point. It was 150 um, have you had it yet? No, I have not. Jason said they're just putting out a lot of young stuff. Said yeah. it was okay. I'm, I'm. It might be my that, or I have still not opened the um, five malt. I like one. that one. Okay, it it opened up to me the yeah. more like the first drink I had of it, I thought it was terrible. It might be my secret. One of those might be my secret Santa bottle for uh, the year because yeah. I don't have anything. Someone and I was will, like, someone will probably do. Uh, and I was like, I'd probably mm-hmm. get something in return for one fifty yeah. that I I enjoy. So, um, if you don't use that, it wouldn't be bad to maybe do a couple of those on a, on a show. Like, yeah, I've still got a very fine rare yeah. and some stuff we could do. I, I think the one thing Jason's not a big fan of from Woodford is that they're always 90.4, unless yes. it's their, or unless all, it's their, yeah. uh, barrel, barrel strength or whatever yeah. it is. And I've heard their, their new barrel strength is supposed to be great. Really? Yeah. But you never know. Yeah. Um, so from there I, I went down, I uh, picked up Jillian, she napped and I walked to Justin's house suburban and, um, I don't know if you've been to the, the Lexington location. I have not. Um, there's a gentleman named Scotty who was there, and it's much better than the Louisville location, really? in my opinion, because their shelfers that they have there at like MSRP are pretty damn close to it. Well, I were wonder, like plentiful, and they had a couple of. Um, Barrel picks, including yeah, they, this. that's one thing they've always had is like new loop picks and different yes. things like that. I wonder though, since they're. Um, you know the the thing that went down yeah with the whole uh fake blantons and all that stuff yeah. I, I never even heard what happened with all that they what, cleared two locations i think one is still under investigation, investigation. Um, but, but i wonder if now they have to be a little more like with msrp bottles and stuff like that just sure. to just to try to get people back i wonder yeah. if that's maybe their new and, and, and maybe the louisville you, has you that remember too now, how and and he also did say the bar in louisville has a, a lot more they did a lot more cocktail things at that bar and you remember how you walked in and they just had like a shit ton of like uh weller antique and foolproof and um all that just sitting on the shelf but for crazy prices i don't remember when you first walk in what was on the left and right i just remember about halfway back there was a bar and then down the right hand wall like there was just a whole bunch of different things but then they had the crazy prices then they had the history 
yeah. rare, rare, rare stuff in right. there. Now, there's a separate room where they kind of have this, and that's where you get the more expensive stuff. But they didn't really have anything expensive like sitting out. Yeah. Um, they did have a speakeasy room, and Ooh, actually babe. it was even cooler because it was like a door versus um, – like it was like a speakeasy door like yours versus I, th- I thought the other location was like a sliding door. Maybe they had no, a, a it, second entrance. They had two entrances. Oh, one okay. in the hallway that's a regular door. Maybe that's just And then the one in. that's Oh, facing, you're right. We have a freaking the, video of yeah, it. Yeah. It's, it's just like this okay. one. Okay. So that was cool. And that whole room had a bunch of stuff and it was really nice. And, and the bar, um, they had some really, really awesome stuff priced at re- like really, really great prices. And so I got, um, along with a couple of other things, but I got um, wild turkey, um, Kentucky Spear, no, rare breed from 2003, and that was $25 a pour. And I was like, Oh, I thought That's you were talking fucking, about bottles. I'm like, no. I know, right? And then I was you like, said Damn. a pour. I was like, oh, okay, no. okay, okay. <laughs> $25 a pour, which was fantastic for that. And that was actually before they changed the entry proof. So oh. they used to have a different entry proof on that bottle, and that was previous to that. So that's cool. Um, then the the next day, so um, is it Campari that owns Wild Turkey? I'm not sure. I'm sure once it's probably before they got bought Maybe. by them, and then they because most places just that's the first yeah. thing they'll do. While we do this, then let's, the, let's so, nose this thing. So the second day, I dropped Jillian off to her her friend's place. Um, I went out to Four Roses, grabbed this bottle. It was really really shocked they had said that they put it out the week before and there was still some left wild turkey didn't have anything but i did talk to Bo and uh tried their voyager which i really liked for a rum finish i'm not a big rum finish fan but it yeah. was like a deep molasses finish on that um but nothing nothing that i bought there outside of a drink and then i just uh drove back so i went to those two places and drove back that's cool and then buffalo trace later but yeah so let's uh, know this. So this is OBSF. This is the recipe, and this is from the tasting kit. So yeah. we've already done this one a couple episodes ago, um, but it's just kind of a like level setter and a, and a uh, primer, I guess, for because we never we didn't even do a primer today. No, no. I'm sorry, guys. I, That's all right. I, I let you down. And this I, will be a primer. We have enough. There's a little bit in here. So uh, the F generally means uh, like an herbal. Uh, the B is the high rye. Um, so this is the high rye herbal. Um, version of the mash bill. So of, of their 10 recipes, that's what this is. So what do you get on the nose? I, I do feel like there's some definite like earthy <clears throat> tones on the nose. Yeah, earthy. Hmm. And so you've, like a, have you had your OBSF yet? I did. Looks like it's and you open, like it? Yeah. 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 For okay. the, especially for the first crack in it too. Yeah. So for the, for the hymen pour? <sighs> Yeah, it's a new phrase. That's the new phrase. You missed it last week. So there was a video going around from uh, Bourbon Pursuit or whatever. They were interviewing people. At, oh, yeah, I saw that. Well, the, well, they did multiples. This, the one we were laughing at was they were saying, what's the most annoying thing or yeah. f- phrase in uh, bourbon? And a couple people said uh, smooth. Mm-hmm. Couple, And I think that's the, I think you sent it maybe. And, uh, and then a couple other people said uh, neck pour. Yeah. And so I was like, well, I mean, let's find a better phrase for it then. And then that's when I think Jason said hymen pour. I think I said it. You might. Did, was uh, it yeah, you? I mean, okay. Yeah. Okay. 
All right. Who's I'm the medical person? Who else is going to say hi? Well, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> breaking the hymen, busting the hymen. What are you? <laughs> oh. That was a that was a funny name. You know how they had the Seymour Butts and the Mike Hawk yeah. and Mike Hunt, and uh, that was another one. It was Buster Hyman. Yeah, I remember that <laughs> Buster Hyman. Yeah, that was always a good one. All right, well, you guys good? I, I, this definitely. I know it's my first drink of the day. Um, for being first drink of the day, I get rice spice for sure. That's awesome. I definitely get the rice spice. There's definitely like an herbal. Oh, um, there's that minty. Yeah, mint. That minty. Almost that like minty, a minty. But there's also some fruit element to it as well. Maybe some stone fruit. And the minty to me hits me on the back, like in, in the finish. Yeah. It like it's almost like that second yeah. bloom of the finish. It's where the mint hits me. Yeah. It's almost like a tea in there as well, like oh, a herbal like, tea. Uh, like like a, a, yeah, yeah. No, I mint. like green tea or something. Yeah. No, I I agree with that too. Um, <clears throat> but that all falls in line with kind of like an herbal, mm-hmm. um, you know, characteristic. So that's good. I like this. Um, I'm not going to finish this because this is the last of that one sample, even though I have a whole other kit back there. I don't want to break into it if I yeah, want to. Yeah, I don't to. blame you. Um, we like that last little sip is what you're saying? Yeah, so I'm going to oh, nice. compare to yours nice. and then go back to it possibly. Yeah, I might do that little teeny bit and do the same. So let me get a little drink of water. If you want to do the honors of pouring since yep. it's yours. <laughs> um, and before I pour and, and kind of go into this. or um, This is a Brent Elliott pick? It is. It is a... Uh, Brett Elliott pick. It is eleven years and two months. Wow, old. So and lower on the Rick, right? Like yes. Uh, so that's it's a one. so it's an OBSF, um, which is their thirty-five percent rye mash bill, um, bottled in two thousand or June of this year. Um, Fifty-four point four um, percent alcohol. So we're moving up, basically yep. four proof points here. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, warehouse VW. I don't know the significance of that. It's their Volkswagen uh, yep. warehouse. <laughs> or fake emissions. The German one. <laughs> the fake emissions. Yeah. yeah. It's a turbo. Yeah. Yeah. I so the proof. The... the proof is is wrong. It's how actually, funny would it's that actually be? One hundred and two. <laughs> yeah. How how fucking funny would that be <laughs> if it's they just they make the proof up right um, everything from the VW warehouse they make up the proof. Up. Yeah. I forgot about that. I had to buy all those back. Yep. Well, they didn't know. They didn't have. They offered to. You didn't have to. Oh, I thought a they lot had of, to. because they became something people were trying to find. Well, I'm uh, sure a sales guy I was working with. He had a Porsche, which was that same. Yeah, uh, it was a Porsche Cayenne. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the SUV SUVs. Ones, right? yep. Yeah. So and it was a uh, it was diesel, right? Diesel yep, turbo. Diesel. And uh, he went on the search for one. He had a Google Google alert set up for his, the New York area, and as soon as he found one, snag, snagged it. That's funny. Yeah. So like people were really trying to find those because yeah. it was actually not that inaccurate. If you what they didn't say in there was that you had to like put in like a, a into your engine every so often, like a diesel primer type thing or something that like made it. I don't know. I don't know the. Yeah, there's I'm a thing a, called death fluid, but it, anyway. But that's what they didn't mention on there. Oh, I like these pours. Oh, I, yeah, I'll give you a solidly hefty pour of these. I don't need a crazy heavy. Yeah, that's fine. No, that's that's, that's that's like dude, hit me. That's like a um, primer pour. And then also, this is barrel uh, eight one T. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. So, um, I I again, I think this is. Tier one, which I th- I believe, you you know a little bit more about the tiers and how they're rated. That's well, the just how it affects how that affects things. Um, yep. So 
what did you say? One T? Is that what it is? Uh, eight one T. Eight one T. Eight one T. Where's is it? Eight then space? Uh, it's right in front of you. <sighs> Damn it! It is B dash one T. That's B. It is. <laughs> I think it's a B. I it looks like an eight to me. No, it's a B. Uh, it might be an eight. I can't tell either way. I can't. But say I think one T means like the floor in the Rick House, because remember the one that's probably dude like got a row, and it was like a six T, and it drank kind of hot. Yeah. And Jason was saying that's the top warehouse, mm. and then the one you and I got was a one T mm. that was like in the that. bottom, and we liked that taste profile yeah. better. Yeah. Um. So the okay, so the way it works is, uh, the Rick number is the first number, so that eight is the Rick number. Um, the warehouse number is the first letter, so VW. Side of the warehouse is the W. So VW is the, um, I don't know what those mean, but V is the warehouse number. W is the side of the warehouse. Um, Rick number is mm. the uh, first number. So the eight is the Rick number. Um, so there's a warehouse number, then a Rick number. So it's Rick upon which the barrel was stored in the warehouse. And then the last one is the tier number. So the one uh, tier of the Rick upon which the uh, barrel was stored in the house. And then the last, last thing, that T is the position. It says number, but position <laughs> letter apparently. Um, so the A, the first barrel in the warehouse is listed as A, the second is B, et cetera. Mm. So, um, so yeah, first, first floor, which, so that's good in the sense that, um, Generally speaking, the lower it is, the you know the cooler the rick is. Yeah. So like if you've ever been in a rick house, like near the bottom, there's usually like even it goes down into the into the ground, mm -hmm. and that's yep. like covered with gravel, and it's really cool down there because they're allowing some of that natural cooling of the earth to come up into the rick house. But the tops of the rick houses are really really hot. Sure. And so a lot of times when you're in those really really hot areas, what you get is the evaporation of the water. So the um, at the very top, the water evaporates because it's so hot, and then the the alcohol becomes a higher proof. Sure, is what generally happens. Mm -hmm. And then in the lower rick houses, the the alcohol evaporates because the evaporation point of alcohol is lower than water. So you end up getting um, in the cooler levels, you end up having the the proof drop, yeah. which is probably why this is a one hundred eight or whatever it is, one hundred eight point two yeah. or something, one hundred eight point four something. Um, eight. 108.8, is that yeah. what it is? 54.4? Yeah. Okay. I didn't remember what you said, but... Let's, this um, smells... Um, it smells rich. Does that make sense? Like, well, it's uh, 11 years old. So, I mean... And it's barrel strength. Yeah. So, it should be rich at 11 years old. We should be... And, and the good thing about... So, so back to the aging process. So, the good thing about a lower tier and an older barrel is that you're probably, since it's cooler the elements are not going to affect it as much because the, the temperature is a lot more stable at the bottom of the rickhouse. So it's not going to breathe into the barrel as much as it would at yeah. the top where you have those extreme heats mm -hmm. and those extreme colds. Um, like if you had an 11 year from up there, it would be probably be, hot. it would be hot and it would also probably be very oaky. Yeah. This should be just the right amount of oak in my yeah. opinion. I, I'm guessing I haven't smelled it yet. I haven't done anything with it yet. Um, because I'm taking you guys to school, so it's like, <laughs> just kidding. But no, I mean, honestly, I, I imagine if I had to guess, this is going to be rich, it's going to be oaky, but not over oaky, and it's going to be, um, I, I would say, probably a pretty balanced 
<laughs> pretty balanced uh, uh, pour. Yeah. So I took a sip. I'm sorry. Well, I don't blame you. I was I was blabbering <laughs> on. I get so. a nice cherry nose to it. <clears throat> Maybe that's like the richness that I'm picking out is like a like a maraschino or yeah. luxardo cherry. Like a. I definitely get a little bit of baking spice on the nose. And I do, I think, get some sort of dark fruit. Like it's a, a great nose, though. It is. Oh, there was some oak right there. Got some. I got some oak on the nose. Nothing crazy, but just a little bit. I'm going to wait until you guys drink before I say this because I don't want to, like... Influence us? Correct. You already have your thoughts, so... I definitely get <clears throat> a very, very slight tannic finish. Yeah. It's a little drying, but not over-drying. Yeah. But it's followed up by, like, my mouth actually waters afterwards. Yeah. Speaking of a tannic finish, um, while we're sipping on this, JD and I, when we were up in Michigan, we did a, he brought a, a blind from his, his next door neighbor. Um, it was a, it was an old Carter that he had in there. Um, there was maybe a 2018 George T. Stag and then a Luxro 12 with actually, I think he said it was 14 year old barrels in there. Yeah, that happens sometimes. Um, which was fantastic. The worst one was the George T. Stag, and it was so fucking dry. Like, huh. it, I, I don't know how to... Did it, did it have an age statement? I forget, but it was like... Yeah, like it like just, you were sucking on wood? Yeah, like, an like actual, it just like, dried your mouth out like this. Yeah. It just, it was, it was, I was like, I do not like this. So I'm going to take another sip real quick. I did get an, a little bit of an oak... Um, which I don't have a problem with oak, as long as it's not over tannic and just you know drying out your mouth. Um, proof isn't proof's not awful. No, the proof's no. fine. Proof's fine. That's actually a good place for I think a proof. I like those one oh sevens, one oh eights right yeah. in there. That's fine. Um, I, so for me, bubblegum. No, I feel like I'm chewing on a mint leaf. That same mint. I get a little bit of mint, but then, but then at the end, like so, the last one we did, the mint came up in like the second wave, like yeah. the breath coming, like at the bloom of the finish. This one, I'm getting like a bubblegum bloom at the at the very end. I'm getting, I'm getting that same mint that I got on the, you know, the original sample recipe thing. Yeah, <clears throat> I get I, that, but I'm getting it more mid tongue. Yeah, I feel like I'm chewing on a mint leaf right now. Is that real. something you're upset about? Um, I don't love mint. I'll be honest with you. Um, I like it in certain scenarios. Hate it in ice cream. Agree. Can't stand. Yep. I mean, I like cream. it in my toothpaste. Like that's yeah, like well, refreshing. Yeah, sure. And like gum, obviously. And gum, yeah. Um, but it to me, it doesn't cross over into food products. The, the candies that you get after dinner. Yeah, I'm okay with those. Yeah. Yep. Not, but like a mint chocolate, like they give out at Olive Garden. Like the Andes. I, candies. Oh, I can't yeah. stand those. Like everyone loves those. I'm gonna, those. I'm I'm gonna like, save Ugh. that. I'm gonna that last little trip and come back to it. I think it's fantastic, but it, it might be more of an acquired. I'm starting to get the mint. I, I'll be honest if, but I do still get a little bit of bubble gum at the very end of the finish, yeah. very end of the finish. Yeah. This has been one of the yeast strains that I don't particularly care for from four roses. Yeah. It's stuff. probably my least favorite too. the, the mint or the herbal, yeah. I should say if, if, and I mean, this is really surprising because this is a Brent Elliott pick. So I guess I didn't know what to expect. But he might like. He might that love stuff. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. And I'm sure he has favorite. He probably has favorite flavor profiles For within that, each. Yeah. Within oh, each sure. like, this could be his favorite OBSF. 
You know what yeah. I mean? Like he could have found this and, and be like, this what? is the best OBSF. As a distiller, you might really like some of those things that other make, people don't. well, not even that, but that make it stand out from the other recipes. Yeah, to be sure. unique. You know, like, mm-hmm. okay, this is exactly what the OBSF, you know, exemplifies. Like yep. it brings out the mintiness and it brings out, you know, and the age. Oh, it's a little bit interesting because the age brings out a little bit of oak. Did you go back to the old one? I what? did. Um, there's more oak coming through on the original one, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. And I would love to know the age statement on those little samples because it's not in I there. I don't think it said, It's yeah. not, no. More oak is coming through. Uh, and I, I think tannic is a good word that you said earlier. More oak, more tannic. This is almost something that, like, gosh, do you pair it with a cigar? I mean, I'm not a cigar smoker. Um, I don't know, but it is, it's dry, it's not really a dessert bourbon that you would pair. No, it's yeah. too dry for that. I think. Yeah. Not that it's dry like in a bad way, but it's not dry in a in a like yeah great way either. It's just dry. It's a little dry, and I think it's supposed to be. I think that's. But you're right. I I went back to that, and I do get a little bit of more. You got more oak on that now. I got more oak than I did the first time drinking that. S- same, same. Yes. Not necessarily more than this one. I don't think. I would agree with that statement. Yes. I mean, when I went back to it. I got more oak than I did the first time having it. Yeah. Yes. But I don't think it's more oak than the new sample that we have here. Correct. I feel um, the same way. But I. But that's interesting how that affects mm-hmm. stuff, right? Um, I mean, for one, that was our first drink of the night, too. This True. is our second. And now I think, like, after having this, it kind of brought out some other tastes in that other one. They're the same yeah. recipe. Yeah. I'm going to leave a little bit, too, and then come back yeah. to it and kind of see how I feel in a moment. What's that third one like to you? Better. A little more cherry. Mm. It's really starting to open up to me now. Uh, the more I had of it the other night, I mean, not that I had a ton of it, but I the, the first I was like, this is this is pretty good. And then the second I was like, whoa. And third and fourth, I was like. To be fair, I think the any of the Fs that I have are probably my least favorite of the barrel strengths. However... I still enjoy them. Yeah. I don't know that I've had a four roses single barrel barrel strength that I haven't enjoyed. I want to say you know the mm-hmm. uh, yeah I agree. Oh, the, the OBSK is one that I really really like, and then the OESV maybe. I know one of the E's and the SK <clears throat> the OBSK is. Also, some recipes that I've really, really enjoyed. Yeah, the one that we got at um, Four Roses, everyone else got the this same recipe, and you and I got a different recipe. Yeah, and I don't remember what it is off the top of my head, but I love that Four yeah. Roses. That one's fantastic. Yeah. That was the um, I can't remember. It, and am I wrong that I thought that Jason doesn't like? The OBSF because it's minty as well. He picked it up no, though that day. No, he oh, likes okay. OBSF. Yeah. He just likes the higher tiered. Rick okay. uh, picks. Gotcha. And he was excited for that because it was like a T6 or a 6T, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Well, and so just to give you a little bit more information on Four Roses, their warehouses all hold twenty five to 26,000 barrels. Jesus. They have um, 48 Ricks on each side of a warehouse for a total of 192 Ricks per house. Each Rick holds 22 to 23 or 20 yeah 22 to 23 barrels so you're not going to get so t is what 19 probably i don't know something like that sounds good so you're not going to get much past like uv wx 
right? Yeah. I don't know. So Y and Z would be four or twenty six, twenty five and twenty six. So uh, you're not going to get past you. It sounds mm-hmm. like so it would be. Wait, I skipped a few. W X. So T, so you're not going to get past X. So T is one of the higher up. No, no, no. Oh, okay. That's position in the rig. Oh, gotcha. Like uh, horizontally. Mm, okay. So the front one would be A. And the one at the end of the rick would be gotcha. X, I guess. W, X, Y, Z. No, you would never get to X either, would you? No. W no. would be the, yeah. the last one you would get to. That's 23. And then V would be the... the. So it's either V or W to end each rick. And that's length, I guess, or what? I don't know which axis you want to call that. The Z axis, maybe? Yeah. I mean, that's, that is... Depending on which way you're looking at it, yeah. too. Um, and then there are six vertical rows in a single rig. So those are the tiers. Mm. So one through six, that's gotcha. the high. Six is the highest you can get. And if you if you want to think about this in Buffalo Trace terms, six is you know Buffalo Trace's top tiers are where you're getting your benchmark, yeah. uh, and you know those types of things. Whereas the middle ricks are where you're going to get your Buffalo Trace and your Eagle Rare. Um, you know, stuff like that. So Eagle Rare is 10 years old versus Buffalo Trace, which is, I think, six or five to eight yeah. or something like that. Um, so so that's just how the RIC can affect things. You know, the, the hotness of the, the alcohol, the, the actual visceral uh, alcohol uh, taste, um, those are things that can happen. And then, obviously, if you put a barrel on the bottom floor only, it's going to take a little bit longer to mature to get that oak influence into the barrel because it's just not going to breathe as much in sure. and out of the wood because of the the it's going to be more stable um from a temperature or climate standpoint um did you see tyler that our um barrel at maker's mark has officially been rotated mm, that's it's cool. on the bottom floor now i did not know that i checked it today when i was looking up some stuff huh. um do st- that's a great point. Um, do you think that they spend an equal amount of time in a certain position at Maker's Mark? Yes, I believe there's a there's a, a, a what do you call it? formula for it? You know, but I think so. Yes, like I think if it was on the top rick, it'll go down to the bottom or top tier. And if it was on the second, maybe it'll go up to the fifth, and third will go to the fourth. Like, so it I, spends maybe a I don't year on each, sure. fl- on each floor? There's No, they don't rotate them like that. That's how I thought originally, too. But when we went there, you weren't with me. Um, like, no, Chris Chris was with me when we went for that pick for Bourbon oh. Enthusiast. Um, they explained it, and I was like, oh, I had no idea. I think they only rotate them once. So ours could be a little bit more unique because it was spent a lot of time at the top and But I don't bottom. know that when you get your bottles, if they actually are single barrels. I don't think they are. What do you mean? Oh, oh. they're blended still. I think they're still blended. So like whatever batch that your barrel gets put into is when you can come in and claim your bottles. Probably. I don't believe that it's a single barrel. Because I've never seen a maker single barrel ever. No, and they don't do that. Yeah. Their single barrel is... Well, they do. Yeah. I mean, Private Select is a single barrel. Oh, yeah. Okay. But that's their pri- that's their single barrel program. Right. And so Makers brought that program you into being... You don't think the ambassador is part of that? No. I'm almost positive it's a batch. 
when you get it. You just get to go in there and you got your barrel. You got to go there. And once you do that, you get your golden ticket or whatever, which means you can come now for free tours and stuff like that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Once you get, once you pick up your, your bottles, however many you end up buying, you end up getting like a golden ticket or whatever. I can't wait to go with you. That I know. That's going to be so fun. Because we started this journey together, yeah. and that'll be cool. Not that we're ending it with that, but you know what I mean. Like yeah. that, that'll, be, that'll be fun. I'm no, excited. let's just end the podcast right on that note. <laughs> <laughs> Do it live. Yep. And we're out. And last one, guys. We'll see you. And we'll see. No, we won't. Um, so what do we have next? We've got Russell's Reserve, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is, again, a pickup from Justin's House of Bourbon? Yes. Right? Yes. And this um, is Camp Nelson B, as in boy. Correct. It was on um, floor five, 10 years old. Okay. And what is the uh, – so 10 years old? Nice. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the um, proof on this one? 110? 110. Yeah, which is all Russell's. I think all Russell's single, are 110, yeah. yeah. Which, you know what? I'm not exactly a fan of, of automatically deciding. Like, I, I have the same problem with that with, like, Luxro and their distiller's collection and their uh, cask strength. You know, and I get mm-hmm. why they do it. Like the cask strength is they put it at the at the uh um what do you call it? The the proof that it gets barreled. That's their barrel proof. So they make sure they proof it back down to that. So which is interesting because that means the cask strengths had to probably go up in right. proof for right. them to be right. able to become cask strength. And, yeah. yeah. So so that's interesting as well. Um I really like this one. It opened up a lot. Did it? Um, so you got past the Hyman pour, and now we I did. We're... I did. So if you're listening, if you listened last week, we are really pushing this Hyman pour. If you post on other you things, you're here first, folks. If you post on other things, hashtag Hyman pour. Let's push it. Let's really, really spell Hyman pour. H y m a n pour, and not not your type of pour, but with a U. <laughs> 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 P-O-U-R. Hyman Poor. Let's 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 make a thing of it. Every time you open a fresh bottle, talk about let's, the Hyman. Let's hashtag Hyman Poor. Let's huh. let's do it. Seriously. Honey, I cracked the Hyman on another one. I'm going to start following the Hyman Poor. So just so you guys know, we did make a decision on our inclusion of the Bourbon Blitz uh uh competition. And the winner by far was Soggy Toast. So I'm going to announce that right now. <laughs> I read that to you last week, you and Jason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy stupid story. Email. Crazy you don't know this email. gentleman at all. No, I don't. So, but we're in, we're including that's awesome. This person on the uh, on the trip. So, all right. So this is the winning email. Uh, first off, I'm going to say you were immediately eliminated if you were a wife of anyone going this year. <laughs> because we don't want that smoke. We don't want any wives. We don't want that smoke. Yeah. Like, we can't go to our wives and say, oh, hey, we're going on our guy's trip, and then now a wife of one of the people is going, because then we have to start answering questions. Yeah, Josh is an, enough of a female that... Right. He, he, <laughs> is, he is the female of the group, and I'm fine with that, and he's he fine with He needs his food. Right. He gets in car accidents. <laughs> he's late. <laughs> he's late. Car yes, he's late. That's, I mean, that's just, pretty good. He's probably the only one in the group that actually does his hair. Yeah. 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 I mean, let's just be... And his socks were definitely... He's like, got some sass to him. He does. He definitely has some sass. So while you're nosing this, we'll come back to this Russell's Reserve after this email message. <laughs> so here's the email that we selected as the winner. It's long. 
like Brett. Um, so let's just listen in because it's going to take a second. Ahoy there, you adventurous souls with a taste for the finer things in life. Allow me to throw my hat and a few bourbon-soaked almonds into the ring for the prestigious bourbon blitz alongside the illustrious bourbon hunters. But hold on to your hats because I'm about to unleash a tidal wave of reasons why I should be your partner in this spirited escapade complete with more laughs and chuckles than a barrel full of comedians. Now let's address the elephant, or rather the bourbon barrel, in the room. My schnoz is more finely tuned than a jazz saxophonist's ears, and my taste buds are so refined they once identified the secret ingredient in Grandma's apple pie, a splash of bourbon. Rumor has it that distilleries have consulted me to make sure their barrels are up to snuff, or should I say, up to sniffer. My extraordinary ability to track down bourbon scents is like having a GPS powered by pure grain spirit. Watch in awe as I lead the bourbon hunters on a merry chase through forest fields and maybe even a haunted bourbon library or two, all while gleefully tracking down the elusive aroma of bourbon. Now, while some folks might argue that knowing north from south or reciting bourbon's genealogy is essential, I propose something even better. My unparalleled gift for bonding with woodland creatures. <laughs> Uh, forget about compasses. I've got Sir Sippington, my trusty squirrel sidekick, who navigates us through the wilderness while offering insightful commentary on the subtleties of barrel toasting. And who could ignore Gerald the gregarious gopher regaling us with <laughs> bourbon tales as we trundle through the backwoods like tipsy pioneers? But wait, there's more. As we inevitably stumble into the hilarious escapades, I'm armed with a joke for every twist and turn. Lost in the heart of Bourbon County? No worries. I've got the Ballad of the Bourbon Barrel ready to roll, complete with dance moves that could only be described as a tipsy tango with a tumbleweed. It's the Bourbon Boogie, and trust me, distillery tours have to post signs warning of sudden outbreaks. Our uproarious laughter will likely draw curious locals who just might spill the beans about the elusive hidden distillery we're hunting. And let's not forget about the wisdom I'm dishing out. Survival skills? Nah. I'll just sweet-talk the locals with tales of heroic showdowns with squirrels and gophers. My tales of triumph over adversity, a.k.a. convincing the park ranger to let us camp in the top-secret bourbon orchard, will inspire the bourbon hunters. They'll learn that a sense of humor combined with a hefty supply of squirrel snacks is the real recipe for success. Then there's a closing, which I'm not going to read. But Do you think he, that whoever this gentleman is, chat, chat GPT, like AI generated this, or they did it themselves, or I, hybrid? Knowing the uh, just way that chat GPT works, I, it, it's possible, but I don't think so. Okay. Mm. I don't think so. I think this person actually spent some serious time really, really sitting in front of their laptop or computer keyboard, not working, <laughs> just to write this. So... And and that's all in the spirit of our trip. So well, congratulations, Soggy Toast. I'm not going to announce your name, uh, even though I know who it is now after I've followed up. And uh, they have accepted the adventure, and they will be coming <laughs> with us. So, All right, Russell's Reserve, Camp Nelson B, 110 Great proof. Nose. The nose is sweet for me, really, really sweet, like almost like a confectioner sugar. Um. I'm still getting the same taste profile that I got initially. Well, that's good. Although you said after the hymen, hymen pour, it opened it had up. Changed, yeah, it, it, the mouthfeel for sure opened up. Holy fuck. You really like that, huh? <laughs> Is that a holy fuck I like it? Yeah. Okay. You mad that it's you didn't just, get one of these for yourself? Um, no, because I already spent a lot of money at this point in time. I don't feel um, like you had yet. Um, yeah, I'd already 
spent two hundred and thirty dollars mm. at this point. Why do I feel like this was? You yeah, drank the four roses. I did. I was like, "This is what I've already had. This doesn't taste." <laughs> you dumbo. Take a drink of water. I'm going to, but I was just checking the nose. I was just checking the specs on the inline for the rotary. I'm retired. All right, let's reset this whole thing. Recalibrate. All right. Oh yeah, that that smells more like Russell's. I was really confused because I'd never really gotten confectionery sugar a, like that on a Russell's. Minty Russell's. <sighs> yeah, and I didn't get mint on the nose. As soon as I tasted, I'm like, this tastes like the. Oh. <laughs> I was like, and it's almost empty already. <laughs> um. Yeah, this is a good nose. A little bit of nut, uh, like a dusty, you know, the dusty nut type of uh, flavor on the nose. Oh man. I don't want to say peanut brittle. It's more of a dusty, like, nutshell. Like a nutshell, you know, kind of mm -hmm. like that. Like the shell. Yeah, yeah. I get something. Mm. Oh, wow. Unique. Man. Good mouthfeel mm -hmm. immediately. Um, not that the other ones didn't have this one, but this one has a little bit more of an oily kind of uh, um, sticks to your tongue a little bit more. Yes. Yeah, just like that, Tyler. Um, it reminds me of cherry cola for some reason. Cherry yeah, cola. Yeah, I could, I could see that. Um, Two liter of it. <laughs> All right, Farva. <laughs> By the way, speaking of that, yeah, ooh, it's really. Is this like cherry cola to you? Middle, middle of the tongue. There's definitely like a cherry influence, and then a, it's almost like the rye spice mixed with that cherry influence. Makes it taste like a cherry cola. So, I fucking love it. Yeah, it's good. I think it's, it's great. Really good. Yeah, happy. I'm happy that I got it. Has a root beer float. There's isn't know. there like a cola like yeah, a like is, a like a soda cola whatever the fuck you want to call yeah. it. I'm thinking like honestly like maybe root beer, but I th I get more of the cherry. I feel like that cherry mixed with the rye spice because it's a heavy rye spice on this. Yeah that I think those two together is what's making it feel like a cherry cola. I think the rye spice is almost coming off like carbonation or something. Maybe. You it's, know what I mean? Isn't it strange? Like, it's it's very good. It's unique. I get cherry cola on things once in a while from bourbon. Yeah, yeah, every once in a while. We but, seem to get it a decent amount. Like, yeah. Just this whenever just, you get that. Immediately for me, that's yeah. what it was. I think it's the combination of where the, the flavors are hitting you on the tongue that makes it feel mm -hmm. that way. Because I feel like I'm getting the rye spice on the middle tongue along with the cherry. Normally, I don't feel like I get those two at the same time. And I think that's why it makes it taste like cherry cola. Yeah. Because normally, I get like a dark cherry on the middle tongue and then a rye spice on the back of the tongue. And it's like two separate it almost feels fizzy on your tongue. Yeah, that's what I not. mean. Yeah, I, it's, I think it's, strange. it's I think it's the rye and the and the cherry yeah. hitting at the same spot on the tongue. Yeah, which doesn't be. normally happen. Mm -mm. I like it. It's very good. It's yeah, very I like good. it. That's what uh, Jason and I were talking about, and all of us actually last week is that you know some and it was because he brought that um, that high end Russells that I'm drawing a blank on right now because oh I'm the single Rick, Rick House single Rick House, single Rick House yes some of the um, Russell's Reserve single barrels are almost as good as some of those like exclusive like oh, yeah. releases that they do. When you know this is a hundred dollar bottle and those are like a three hundred dollar bottle, is it really worth? Or it might even been a four hundred dollar bottle. I didn't know that the um, the Masters Keep Collection this year was like two hundred seventy five dollars for them as well. well. It was, was two twenty five when we were there and and I bought yours. Yeah, that one Masters Keep oh, one. That's. Uh, 
But it's, it's start- good. it was so good. Though. It's, it it's is. good, but it's starting to get in. Well, yes. I will say the the inflation's happening too, though. Yes. So like, I mean, it, it affects everything. That's one of the things that I thought about the other day. That I'm very surprised that some of the prices have not gone up more. They're going up on well, specialty here's, stuff, here's but they're the not thing. going up on other things. We need to get Ronald Rankin on here. He follows all these forums and all these secondary sites and stuff. Yeah, He swears that we are in the midst of the beginning of the, the bubble bursting. Yeah. He, has, he says he's seen things actually like and and if it is happening if it is happening but he says he's seen a lot of things go down in price on secondary sure um but but if it is indeed happening then i think it's because of things like the single rick house and like master's keep and generations and all these different things they're doing like it used to be okay this company released two ltos a year limited yeah. limited time offerings and now they release 10. Sure. And so like, okay. And well, they're all $200. And they're all over. Yeah, exactly. So so for them all to end up over five $600 on, you know, on uh, secondary. secondary is just absurd. And it's just not going to sustain. And you can only, I mean, wealthy people will continue to buy them. But still, there's a point where like you can only buy so many of them. Right. You know what I mean? Like you only have so much expendable well, and then, money to do and that. And it's not even that you can't just keep buying them. It's just it'll be at the expense of your regular everyday drinkers. Yeah. So then you're going to get to a point where all you're drinking is just the – if you're drinking it and not just well, trying to flip it. And I think that's the, that's the thing we're going to see help us turn the tide on that nonsense is when these people, these flippers keep buying all this stuff and then they're not getting their return anymore. Yeah. Then it's going to slow down. They're going to say, well, it's not really worth me driving three hours to go to Ohio to get this at MSRP just to turn around and flip it for an extra $15. Yeah, right. So, like, when that starts happening is when it's really going to go back down to normal and we'll be able to start getting things. But here's the thing. In addition to that, you've got places like Wild Turkey and Buffalo Trace and all these places, Heaven Hill, increasing their production. Yes. Yes, it's going to saturate. So not only that, you know, a couple of things could potentially happen with that. We might start getting more ultra-aged product because they can sit and hold it for years if they want to. Yeah. And then, you know, 10 years from now, we might start seeing this crazy amount of ultra-aged stuff or, you know, everything like Blanton's might start going back to, to eight-year-olds eight instead of four-year-olds and five-year-olds or whatever. Sure. So, so maybe that'll be good for it, but it may be, and just maybe it'll also saturate because there'll be plenty of bourbon out there yeah you won't have to chase down well i'm i I think of my um i don't know if myself is a is a an example of everyone but i'm at 120 bottles and i've slowed my purchasing down way more and i'm very selective it's either limited time releases or there are four roses or Russell's reserves, and that's like, and barrel picks in general, and stuff like barrel that. Picks. Yeah, like yeah. they're not. I'm not going out and just being like, oh, this is a. Speaking of there's which, an angel's envy. Let me grab one. The so, wild turkey picks that I went on with Jason. They're in. All four. Nice. Yeah, I coming know. Out, coming I'm out, try and get those. Uh, me too. Soon. And I'm unemployed, but I'm ge- I'm yeah. getting them. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah. So where we're going to stay? Just in time for our trip. 
<laughs> right. I know. And it always happens. It happened last year, too, remember? Yeah. Like, Bourbon Enthusiasts released a whole bunch of stuff right before our trip. I was like, come on. Yeah. And then same thing with uh, Jason. I think I think all those, uh, uh, what were they called? Um, Lux Row picks that we had done all came at the same time. Sure. Right before our trip last year. Like, the, the uh, Rebels and the Ezra's all yeah. came. I right, And it was like two of each. And they were mm-hmm. they were a week apart on picks, and they were a week apart on releases yeah. to the retailers. I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" And I was on both of them, and I was like, "Well, I got to buy them both." Yep. <laughs> so, um, but I will say these Russell picks. I'm not kidding, and it, it might have been the atmosphere, the fact that we were sitting there doing these picks with you know with Bruce Bruce <laughs> with Bruce Russell. And you know that we had saw, seen Jimmy inside and, and hung out with jo, uh, Bo Garrett and stuff. He told and, me about that. Yeah, he, when it, I when I ran into him, he's like, he, "Yeah, the last time you guys were in line at Buffalo Trace and apparently left to to go over and see Jimmy, right?" Yeah, we did. Yeah, but uh, no, and 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 I'll tell you, it was such a fun experience. And that place that we stayed, that Airbnb we stayed. Um, the steps in or sweats sweat sweeps in or whatever it's called. Um, that's where we're going to stay this trip. Very cool. And it's a it's a pretty nice place. Nice. Um, there's three floors to it. I don't know which floor. I think we're getting the bottom floor, which is both the one. nights. Yeah, both okay. nights. Nice. So we're going to work our way from Frankfurt over toward Louisville through Bardstown and then spend our second day in Louisville. I nice. think we may be doing a new Lou pick on Saturday. He's trying. He's trying to pull that. Yeah. Um, so that'll be cool. And that's – Nulu is a fun place to do a pick. Anyway, Old Forester will let us do ours no. a little sooner. No. he's He doesn't He doesn't have that kind of pool. Sure. Plus, we don't even have a – Yeah, we don't. If we would have done it a month ago when I sent out the thing, then sure. Maybe. But because maybe – I mean, maybe there would be a chance. But he's already told us it's next year. Yeah. So. And that was a month or two ago. So sure. now it's probably May or June of next year. Yeah. Because we just – anyway. Yeah. So that being said, what do you guys think of this Russell's? Which one do you like it's better? You like, I'm sure you like the I, I like, you like, I like the, the Russell's, Russell's better too? Better, really? Yeah. Okay. I yeah. mean, I think I do too. And to be honest – I'm going to go back to them. But. but I think it's the OBSF that makes it that way for me. Yeah. I think any other Four Roses, I I love all the Four Roses. Yeah. But the F is my but, least favorite in both even, high even and like low. that being the least favorite, like, fuck. Yeah, yeah. No, it's and good. I like mint. It's good. Like, I like mint, mint ice cream I don't, and all that stuff. I don't dislike so. mint outside of ice cream and desserts. I like it in my bourbon. Just It's just my least favorite of all the Four Roses. That's yeah. all. Mm. Yeah, this Russell's is really good. Yeah, let's do the uh, old elk. Old elk. All right, that's Port all we got elk. left, right? Pour it out. Yeah, let's do it. So this was sent to us. I got an email. Um, I don't know, probably a month ago from Old Elk asking if my mailing address was still valid and everything. And I was like, "Sure is, yes." Um, Were you like? <laughs> but I was sitting there wondering. I was like, "Well, when's it coming? It's been a while now." Um, and then it finally it finally came today, and it was perfect timing because we have a – give me some glasses, guys. Sorry. It, it, I'm, uh, like, falling asleep over here. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm going to go in just a minute. No, nah, you've, you've had a week, man. I'll tell you. It's going to be – Have you? It's – yeah, I, I won't talk about work on the air, but it's it's been rough for me. Yeah. I've been home for, like, 20 minutes today. Yeah. Yeah, and it's been like that every every day this week. Yeah. Well, well, I'm glad that you find this – you consider this place home. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, 
I thought, yeah, there was the other day where you got, oh, it was when I dropped the bottle off to you. You, you know literally what? got home at 7 o'clock at night. I've been working hey, 10s and 12s. Do you want me to just, do you guys want more of this? No, I no, personally save, don't. Yeah, okay. I'll save it. I'll save just it. save it. All right. Yeah, plus, um, yeah, take that one that's got more in it. You can't be a supervisor. All right, before we, before we dive into personal stuff, this is the Cigar Cut Island Blend. Ooh. So it's um, finished in port, uh, sauternas, uh, sherry, and rum barrels. Mm. So this this has uh, four finished barrels. Now I don't know if that means it was uh, one barrel of port blended with one that was finished in sauternas, one that was blended in you know, and then they blend them all together, yes. or if they took the entire batch through Just all go four. For- I, I can't imagine they did because I think that would end up with way too much wood influence. Um, so Sounds I imagine like they did four. <laughs> I imagine they did four separate. Like each one was was finished in one thing. Probably like if I had to guess, it would probably be more like uh, what they do for um, uh, what's the uh, the blood blood oath. Oh, blood oath. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Only one of those is finished usually. Um, where but they're all separate blended together and one of those blended together is finished. Yeah. I think each one of these probably is blended uh, and they've only been finished in one thing and then blended later. But anyway, it's uh, that's my guess. I know nothing. I There's an actual thing in front of me. I could probably look it up, uh, but I haven't. Mm. It just came today. So this is proof of 111.7. So we're right around the same proof we've been all evening. Mm-hmm, which is um, good. Yeah, 55.85% alcohol. And uh, it's got the Greg Metz uh, signature on the side. Stamp of approval. I don't know if it's a stamp of approval, I, but it's his signature. So, so it's his signature. We'll go with that at least. Um, all right. Uh, I, it sounded like Tyler already had a sip of this. So mm. I'm going to smell it. What do you guys uh, get on the nose? I mean, you definitely get a quite a bit of spice in the nose. But you're like also, I- you know... Get all the. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. In what way? Just Just, very complex. A lot of flavors happening. A lot of flavors going on. Um, Oh, the nose is good. Yeah, the nose is good. I mean, there's a lot of lot of notes there. there Yeah, that's what she said. So you've you've tasted it. You haven't tasted it yet. You're still. I haven't tasted it. My nose feels overwhelmed right now, and I think my allergies are bothering me too. Yeah. So I'm a little stuffy. I mean, it definitely, to me, comes off like a cigar blend, you know, like a. All right. Get some pops. Oh, wow. You're right. There's a lot going on. So immediately you get something right on the. I. The finish is so incredibly long. Like, it's The finish is the best part of this whole thing. Yes. And it sticks, like, it drips down the back of your throat for a long time. I think, I think, minus the sexual innuendos, the thing that disappoints me the most is the initial flavor on the tongue. And then, as it progresses through your mouth to the back of the tongue and on the finish, it gets better and better. The, but the initial tongue, like react, like the initial flavor at the front of the tongue, is not good to me. It's very drying. The yes. sauternas so, so right. or whatever. I think that's what I'm getting on this. Is uh, and it may be sherry, but I don't think so. I think it's the sauternas or whatever. It is very, it is very uh, dry and 
but uh, I get the rum muted, on the back of the throat. But the, I get once the, it gets once it goes to the back, you're like, this yeah. is great. No, I'm getting a lot of that dryness too. But it but it kind of as it travels across your tongue goes away, right? Like it's an immediate drying and then it kind of almost like goes away like and undoes itself, I feel like. So and this might be my ignorance. Is a cigar blend meant to be enjoyed with a cigar, like truly? I think that's the idea, but it also is generally an indication of finishing in multiple barrels. Okay, because I'm not a cigar drinker, so maybe that's why I don't. Love I hope it. I've never I mean, drank, drank a cigar. So I mean, I knew people that <laughs> would eat cigar, or chew on cigars. I worked for a farmer back in the day that wouldn't smoke cigars, but he would just chew on them. Yeah. Almost like chewing never, tobacco. Never light them. Just Correct. Kinda, it's like yeah, loose yeah. leaf tobacco almost. Well, isn't that uh, what, uh, is it Predator? That uh, Isn't that what Arnold does throughout the movie of Predator? He just, like, or I is it Commando? It, it might be Commando. Commando that does it. But he, he has the unlit cigar in his mouth yeah. pretty much the whole movie. Yeah, I worked his name with Red, ironically. I feel like that's a traditional farmer name, but. It's also a tobacco. Well, that's uh, Redman. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so uh, Tyler, what do you think? You like or dislike this? I do, I do. It's not. Well, he said, a, do you do what? <laughs> I do. I I do like it. So okay. Do you like it? Well, you I said, said do you, you like, like it or, or dislike, not? and you said I do. You could say I do dislike it. I do like it. So I, who you just, would say I do? I do dislike it. If I said, do you dislike it? I do, I do, and That's I said, I said, very Ohioan. I would just say I don't. Oh my God, this guy! Should I would just we? Say should I we? Don't. Should we cancel JD's invitation? Do you two, like two, his hats? Two Michiganders on I the. I do not like this, your hats. <laughs> hey, do you dislike the hat? If I said yes, what would that mean to you? But you, you gave me an either or. Right, and you said, do you or you don't said an you? affirmative to two questions. <sighs> I hate so that's one of my pet peeves. <laughs> I'm gonna get a bunch of texts saying you're right. You're yes right, you're from right. Michigan people. No, that's what I'm saying. Should we uninvite JD? Can we can we handle two Michiganders on the fucking trip? Oh my god! I have this pet peeve where like I say like two different things. Like, do you want to go to McDonald's or Burger King? People are like, yes. Yeah, and I I'm know. Like, Which fucking one is it? I said two things. Right. And maybe it's because I'm too literal. Oh god, it's so frustrating. No, I'm with you, but Tyler's the same way. Tyler's the. I'm not that way. Tyler is the I bane would, of I our would. frustration. I'd say that I live a pretty, pretty um, laid back, unstressed out life, and then for whatever reason, my stress grows from like a two to like a nine whenever Tyler's around. <laughs> or, or I'm texting you on Saturday when OSC is playing. Oh. <laughs> I don't even care about that. I generally like to just get you fucking wound up because I know how much you hate OSU. So I'll send yeah. you texts that just I know is going to like I'll say stuff. I'll, I'll, I'll say art. stuff to you that's just definitive to make it be like, well, if you have another opinion, you're an idiot. I'll <laughs> if if you were to talk shit about MSU, I'd be like, you're you're right. But like, <laughs> if you want to like, if we'll argue okay. about OSU, then I'll argue all day. About Listen. It. Urban's going to be the next coach. I don't think he will be. Okay. Honestly, though, if you had to rate most Ohio State fans, Brett doesn't count because he doesn't really get verbal about anything. I'm pretty even-keeled. I can point out when shit is bad decisions. I can point out when we actually got the right call against us. I'm generally even For most Ohio State fans... There's a caveat there. I'm not saying I'm not biased because I'm biased. Yeah. But I think for most, like when I listen to other Ohio State, I'm like I'm on another thread with all Ohio State grads. Yeah. 
and I'm just like, no, you guys are idiots. This that was a good call. That that was definitely pass interference or, on yeah, us, or that yeah. was definitely you know. For for the most part, for the most part, I will say that there it's sometimes you're this way, sometimes you're not. But I will Ohio State. I I've never had an Ohio State fan almost ever to say we just got our fucking ass kicked. It's it's usually like. We I, lost, but we were I will really say the like Alabama national championship when they just when they who was the receiver that uh, was up for the Heisman from Alabama that just we put a uh, linebacker on him. I'm like, what the hell are we doing here? Yeah, um, I'm I'm sure it. But was, they, that um, was like 50 to 24 or something like yeah. that. Like I'll tell you, that's the yeah. first. But here's the thing about Ohio State: they're generally in every game. Yeah, but there's a there's a even certain- the Michigan game last year. That looks, if you just look at the score, it looks like it was a blowout, yeah. but it was a one-score game until the last, like, five minutes of the game. Yeah. But but you made a – so one of the points you made this weekend, you were like, if – what would you say? You were like, McCord, if – It was you know, Brown, by the way. No, no, it was McCord that you were talking about. You're like, he's oh. – he's – Inaccurate. He's inaccurate, and if he was there, we'd be we'd be we would have won that game by twenty points yeah. easily. But that's part of it. Like that's a huge part of it. You know, like I could say, I mean, but here here's the I difference. could say as an MSU fan, like, hey, you know, if well, if yeah. we didn't suck, we'd be a lot better. Like, well, yeah, obviously, but yeah, but when I'm pointing that out to you, shouldn't that tell you that I think we're a pretty complete team if he can hit his passes? Yes, but that's a huge, but. At Ohio it. State, is it? Shouldn't that be the? Shouldn't when's the last quarterback you can think of from us that wasn't more more accurate than they weren't? Yeah, every one of our quarterbacks. Yeah, they had bad throws, errant throws here and there. Who hasn't? He's probably the but worst. Stroud, so far. Uh, Fields, uh, I, and I'm forgetting. Krenzel. I'm just throwing Even him, <laughs> he was actually pretty damn accurate. Yeah. He just didn't. He was Except not for very the championship. He fucking. Sucked, but they somehow won. No, he did all right. He actually was our leading rusher in that game. Yeah, but he sucked the throwing. He was pretty bad. He was a he was a game manager. That's yes. what he was known for. You know, yeah. I mean, he was not he was not known for his passing. I I so I definitely get that point where you're saying, you know, when you come to expect a certain uh, performance level at a certain institution, yeah. Alabama's one, uh, USC would be one, I would think. You know, yeah. Caleb Williams in the last two games, he's thrown like six interceptions yeah. or something, five interceptions, something like that. He's turned the ball over like five times. But so, but my my point here is, McCord, he's been he's been hit or miss here. He's been and hit or miss. It, and the but one he's thing got I'll some say, absolute all stars. Yes, and he's thrown some amazing passes this yes. year that I'm like, holy shit. Okay, it's it's not, but. It's not but like then he's Stroud had some having misses. an off game. No. Where so you're he, like, so Stroud, wow. Stroud having an off game was still more accurate than McCord yes. was, yes. for example. So if you – maybe last year if you made that point, if, if Stroud would have been Stroud, then we were. But McCord being inaccurate is more par for the course so far. Well, than, he, he's only got one interception this whole season. Yeah. He doesn't turn the ball over, and that's the thing. So, I, so I feel like he's Brown almost does. <laughs> that, kid, that kid should never see the field again. That play where I think he broke his ankle—I haven't heard a report yet. I think he broke his ankle. Oh yeah, it, he looked, should, it he was disgusting. Be out for 
I think he scored a touchdown there. He, he was laying on the Penn State guy, then leaned back, went over the goal line. They never reviewed it. Yeah. I and, and another example, this is just – and this was uh, epidemic all weekend, I feel like. Um, I'm probably going to have to peace out. Sorry. Give me, give me two minutes and we'll finish. Okay. Because we're done, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just need to sleep. If, if you look <laughs> – if you look – so Houston versus Texas, Okay. Houston Ugh. ties the game. I don't remember the exact score, so I'm making the scores up. But I think they tied the game at like 24 each with a yeah. field goal with like eight minutes to go in the game. Texas goes right down the field in two minutes, scores a touchdown, takes a seven-point lead. Yeah. Five minutes to go in the game. Houston has the ball back. They work their way down the field, not as quickly as, as Texas did. They get to a third and three on the 12-yard line. They had to get to the nine for a first down. Sure. They get to the eight-and-a-half-yard line, obviously a first down. The ball gets set. Another referee comes in, moves the ball back a yard. Now it's fourth-and-a-half yard. They didn't root. The announcers are like, uh, he obviously got the first down on forward progress. They showed the replay probably five, six times. Yeah. He obviously got over the nine, which is what he had to get for the first down. He got to the eight-and-a-half-yard line. The ball's marked at like the nine-and-a-half. Yeah. And so they're at the nine-yard line going in. Now they have fourth and goal instead of first and goal. Yeah. Or, sorry, fourth and one instead of first and goal. Yeah. Huge difference. Next play, they don't even review it. Next play, they roll out and throw an incomplete pass. Game's over. And I'm like, what the hell's going on in college football? Like, that should have been reviewed. I finally saw the um, the Iowa fair catch. Yeah, and that's like, the right call. They made the right call. You think? By rule, it's 100% the right call. You cannot wave your arms around at all. You can't do that. That's why if you ever watch a punt, the, what, do the, what do the punt receivers do when it's something they're trying to tell everyone? They don't do this. They go, they point, and then they yell like poison or whatever their word is. But that's is. what he did. He no, went, he, he went, he he went was like waving this. his arms, both of them. He, he went like this. It I'll doesn't show you matter. Clip, and he it, goes, I know, I've get seen away, a million get away. Times. It doesn't matter. You cannot wave your arm at I, all. It's called an invalid signal. I, I understand that. It's just a very poor, very, very... No, the reason they do this, and they, they broke it down on ESPN really well, the reason they do this is a gunner running down the field isn't making eye contact with the, the guy receiving the ball. So out of the periphery, if they see his arms going like this, they think he's calling a fair catch. So they let up. Mm. So immediately when the guy touches the ball, by rule, it's a dead ball. You cannot do that. It's called an so, invalid signal. So Even though you're not going over your head. If was, you're there waving, a penal- was there a penalty? There's no penalty. It's just immediately a dead ball. Why, it's, it's why not wasn't like there a penalty for because being it's, tackled? Because it's not a, it's not a valid fair catch. So if you can- try to progress a valid fair catch signal, that's a penalty. If you try to progress an invalid fair catch, it's just a dead ball. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So he wasn't trying to call for a fair catch. The referees are admitting that. But by rule, it's a dead ball. It's a dead ball. You can't do it. It's it's um that is, it was the correct call. Did they whistle it dead right away? I don't know. That I don't know. Cuz I never saw it live. Someone said that they they were reviewing if he was out of bounds and went back and said, "Oh, by the way, because of this it's dead here." I don't know what's reviewable and what's not. For example, there was a play in the in the I know it's college versus pro, but there was a play in the Cleveland Browns game. Remember I mentioned it in our thread? I was like, I didn't know that was reviewable. There was yeah. something that was reviewed, and I was just like, huh? Mm. 
And it was like, I didn't think that was a reviewable thing. It was like a penalty yeah. that was that they reviewed. I'm like, I didn't. And it they, wasn't like I, a I targeting. there are some, some penalties. Some, but but like things like that, it just blew yeah. me away because it wasn't targeting. It was yeah. something like that that kind of surprised me. But anyway. All right, Brett. So uh, yeah, we I, think all, all of us, Russell's on this one. Yeah. For me. And then Four yeah. Roses, probably, the yeah. your, yours. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. Um, okay. But I still think that's a good. Uh, the Old Elk's not old bad elk. either. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's just not. It's just different. Yeah. It's a cigar. It's a, it's a finish. It's a dessert. And we, yeah. We had some weird blends of, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's just completely different. That's something that oh. should have probably had its own episode. Yeah. yeah and then maybe even light up a cigar with it or something just to see what, but, uh, but yeah, I would agree. It was probably my least favorite of the night, but it was still really good. It just had, it had a lot going on. So, yeah. all right, guys, we'll join in uh, again next week. And congratulations to Soggy Toast for winning the <laughs> Bourbon Blitz, uh, Inclusion invitation. invitation, and uh, next week we'll uh, get back on uh, more of a uh, themed uh, version of the episodes. But uh, we wanted everyone to catch up with uh, Tyler and Brett, so thanks for joining in. Talk to you next week. Thank you for joining us on yet another hunt for great bourbon. Please give us a five-star review anywhere you are listening. But if you can't, leave some constructive criticism in the review so that we can get better at improving our show. Good reviews help us bring better guests on for your listening pleasure, not mine. But until then, sit back, grab a pour, kick up your feet, and enjoy some bourbon. <laughs>